Tell me about your fancy, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that bit's got to stay yeah. from the first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about your fantasy. Let me be your fantasy. Did we decide on a theme for songs, or are we just going to pick whatever? I'll tell you what my fantasy. I've got, is. I've got one for. I've just got a song. All right, we're just. A little uh, I'm going to have Dwayne Bravo champion. Yes. Rupaul has got to go in there. How good is that song, though? That was painful. Champion. 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 I literally was like painful being out last week. Usually I sit there and like listen to the song as I put it in. I literally just press play, chuck the headphones on the side and walk off. So champion. I'm, I'm not listening to this. Chris Goh is a champion. Should that be my Super Sixes song yeah. this year? <laughs> Mine's yes. going to be uh, RuPaul champion. I can't remember how that goes. I need to get hyped. Champion. Right, let's go. Go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Sports in That podcast. As always, you got me, Brewer. Me, Daryl. Me, Trick. And me, Matt. We, he's arrived. Brewer has finally turned up this morning. Sorry, boys. Kept us all waiting. What, half eight, meant to be an half eight start, rocks up at what, 10 to 9? Yeah, something like that. Still a little bit. Te- Texts us at 25 past 8 saying, Sorry, boys, I've just woken up. So we still had time to put a little parcel of bourbons together and with a coffee. <laughs> yeah, Dunkin' biscuits in a coffee is the like most un-British thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I think you're going to have your citizenship revoked. <laughs> <laughs> and where is our breakfast? I'm still waiting for Trig to get his breakfast from last week. Cool, you don't want it. <laughs> Trust me. So why was you late? Um, so we got to set an alarm. Uh, well, partly that, but basically I went out um, for a meal. With uh, the missus, went for Miller and Car, a bit of steak. Nice bit of nice. meat. Yeah. Sponsored by Miller and Car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little plug there. And um, me two brothers are in the homeland. So one of them lives in Australia, one of them lives in Greenwich. And uh, they were both down last night. Both really far away. So, um, yeah, and uh, ended up meeting them at the White Lion and uh, having a drink. And you know what? Like, you get to that point in the night. Where like you kind of just got to decide whether to go home. There's an obvious point where you should go home. Yeah. Go hard or go home. Go hard or go home. That was about ten o'clock when my dad went, and he was like, <laughs> and he was like "Ryan, you coming?" And literally, brother was sat me back there. I went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I was just like, "Okay, I'll stay." And then I ended up staying there till last orders oh. and got in last night. But interesting fact, though, he listens to the podcast. So hello, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we listen to the podcast. Says, oh, it's really good. Is that Aussie Bill or Greenwich Bill? Oh, uh, this is Greenwich Bill. This is uh, Greenwich brother. Greenwich, Greenwich, Greenwich Bill. brother. Yeah, but Aussie brother. No, no, no. I don't even know what podcast is. So we're not truly, we're not truly international. <laughs> we're not yet. going worldwide it's just not, yet. It's not, no. not Aussie Scott. Greenwich. No, no, it's just Greenwich Bill. So yeah, no, uh, end up. And then uh, for some reason, some do you know like do you just put your phone on do not disturb during the night? No. Am I the only person who does this? Yeah, I, I, do. I do. Yeah, no, I do it during the week, not the weekends. Yeah. Cause I don't really care. Yeah, well, for some reason, some random number from El Salvador decided to ring me at six o'clock this morning. <laughs> El Salvador. Yeah. Was that was I that think, your contact? I, I, what you say? I, think El Salvador. I think it was my cousin Pedro wondering if the brothers were down. <laughs> <laughs> your your money transfer on the dark web has failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old Pablo Escobar on the phone from beyond the grave. But uh, yeah, so that woke me up, and I was like, oh, got up, ended up going back to sleep, 
Next thing you know, the missus just walked. I was on the sofa as well. The missus just walked through it. The time you put the, well, your podcast was at like half eight. She was like, you do know it's like twenty past. And I was like, no, just jumped up. Tell me you're lying. <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> so yeah, there you oh. go. That's, that's why I was like, you, uh, glad you got to spend some time with your brothers. Yeah, that was the stag though. It's good. Yeah. Fill it. Oh, I love hey, it. And uh, had uh, stuffed bone marrow. That's good there. It was alright. Really it was nice. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Did you get that big hunk of lettuce? Like if yeah. So and also he so, didn't eat that. How many like, of those do you reckon are sent back to the kitchen <laughs> on a daily basis? Can we eat them again? When we uh, sat down, when we sat down for dinner, um, my missus was kind of looking at me, but she kept looking over at the couple next to me, and they were a bit of an older couple, like they're in like 50s, 60s, and um, me uh, missus kept looking at me like that, like, and I went. Looked over, he's wearing the exact same thing as me. <laughs> oh, no. like, like pretty much the same navy shirt, patterned shirt, so you and beige like an shorts. Old man, basically. Right, so I'm now sitting there, I've looked at him. After about 20 minutes, his missus is now laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they've obviously cottoned on. And she's turned around and gone, you do realise what we're laughing about. And I went, I'm glad you got the memo. <laughs> like, I made a little joke about it. Just turned and looked at him and I went, oh no, I know him. And I actually knew him. But he didn't recognise me. Oh, oh so, he's so he's now turning around to his missus, going, "Look, I've met this random person, Dan Miller and Carter. Looks exactly like me." Blah blah blah. He went, "I'm gonna have to tell me son that." I went, "Is his name happened to be Joe?" And he was like, "What?" <laughs> I went, "We've got a daughter called Lauren." And it was it was Daville. Do you know? Oh, oh yeah. Daville, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was him. So um, Is that <laughs> with a H or an I. Uh, Dave Hill or Dave Hill? Dave Hill. Dave Hill. Yeah, of an age. I like the way you thought about it for ages. <laughs> yeah, I think that went over his head a little not bit. Sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, trigger, I haven't drunk enough coffee for this this morning yet. <laughs> when you said about seeing a, another couple, I thought this was going to end up with the keys in the bowl type story. Yeah. yeah. I had a lovely meal, didn't really go and see my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They put the keys in the bowl and, and Brewer and Dave Hill had a lovely evening. But yeah, he got, was like, Acting out their fantasies. <laughs> should, we, should go, we should get up and get a picture together. And I got a picture with him as well. Oh, brilliant. But yeah, put, it on was, the, uh, put it on the social. Yeah, he was like, so, so how old are you? I was like, 31. He's like, I'm 62. I was like, well, I've addressed 30 years too old. You're 30 years too young, mate. <laughs> Either way, it's tragic. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, funny though. Right. Um, topics, we're going to talk football, transfers, we're going to talk transfers, um, we're going to talk cricket, England versus Ireland, yeah. uh, we're going to talk the Ashes, and then boxing, we're going to talk White versus Oscar Rivers, because we didn't talk about it last week, we're going to talk about the result and the fallout from that, and then we've got a feature, Daryl's question. Question time with Daryl. Um, I, thought of, I thought of a few things for this, should we call it Daryl's debate, or Daryl's yeah. discussion? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or Woodford's wrangling. Whoa. Oh, like oh wow! I like that. That sounds like a fishing program. Yeah, <laughs> we could be fishing out there at day. That yeah, would uh, wrangle. It's a bit of a wet one, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very nice. It's well, not very nice. At the stadio. <laughs> it's not very nice out there. Stadio to cricket. No. No, it's absolutely hammering it down. Why can't so why can't cricket go on while it's raining? It's because you're all made of sugar. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous conditions. Yeah. It's dangerous out there. It's a jungle. Yeah. There's, there's a jungle out there. Bit of <laughs> Plus, if you never get out of the boat. Absolutely goddamn right. <laughs> Once the ball gets wet, it's hard to bowl, hard to grip. You can end up throwing it at people's heads, and it's just really yeah. Is that the reasons? Yeah. And or then, you just want an excuse to go and sit in the like in your little shed with your tea. Well, you yeah. can't, can't, you can't have a beer while, while the game's still going. So I'd rather it should be called off. But. <laughs> 
the oh. uh, the other thing is they had as well uh, is if it's thunder and lightning you have to come off even if there's no rain yet. Thunderbolts of lightning. Eight, because we all swing those. Oh, someone said it. I'll set it up. No one batted it. Because we all swing those uh, metal metal bats. Yes. That must be dangerous. Yeah. It's the helmets. <clears throat> Can you do the thunderbolts and lightning bits? So I can just do it again. No, no. Oh, why? I'm not setting no. you up. <laughs> no. Right. Uh, transfers. Oh, quickly. Right. Because um, I'm well not prepared for this, and I want to drink more coffee. Uh, I'm gonna play my song if that's all right with you. Go for it. Brilliant. Um, because I was late. Sleepyhead by Passion Pit. <laughs> Drink a bit more coffee. Uh, let's and another bourbon. <laughs> uh, let's talk football transfers. Um, who do you want to start with? Well, it's still not really fully like kicked off yet, is it? It's still quite quiet out there in the world of transfers. Yeah, there's the only been, there's only been a few. Oh, I mean, we covered a little bit last week or so, didn't we? Um, but I well, think because haven't we only got doesn't the window shut before the season starts as well? Yes. There's only two weeks to go until the window shuts as well. So it's still quite quiet, but. There's not. There's stuff. There's rumours, but not a lot going on. The, the main one this week was Danny Caballos from Real Madrid to Arsenal. It's not on loan for a season. season on loan. Good loan deal. I think so. I think it's a good player. Yeah. He's just still not that. Um, 
real strong centre mid that they need. Like, yeah. no, they've got a lot of ball players. He deserves yeah. a chance though. He's, he's waited his time <coughs> out at Real Madrid. He's, you know, it's a tough side to get into. Definitely, and he should play quite a lot for Arsenal. But it's that that whole thing. I think you said it the other week. Season on loan players haven't really got that affiliation to the club to go out there and do everything possible. Yeah. Put it all on the line. So, when it matters, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not their club. Yeah, exactly. It's basically, I'm not being funny, it's basically like an extended pre-season to most some players. They're just like, well, I've just got to keep fit yeah, and just, yeah, to try and prove my worth a little bit, but not that, more to their own club, if anything. Yeah. Just like, yeah, look, I can still play, blah, blah, blah. Unless but, he wants out of Madrid, unless there's some sort of deal in it that Arsenal take him. Well, Zidane's got his favourites, is not he? That's the thing. Yeah. Zidane's got He's his favourites. Gareth Bale one of them. We'll get onto that later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you don't fit into his eleven, we well, not you can straight move on to that. No, really, that that Zidane and Bal saga is a bit ridiculous if you ask me. Yeah, I it's, think it's, it's not just because like he's um, uh, just because like, obviously he's a home nations player, like and he come from the Premier League. Um, I think he's just a bit out of order. Yeah, the way he's been treated. Yeah. He's, oh, he's done nothing but play nah, well for yeah. them when he has. I think that there's a big thing about him not speaking Spanish and all that, isn't there? And yeah. they just don't think he's taken on the culture of the club. And he's more focusing on his golf game than his football game. Yeah. But he has spent a lot of time injured since he's been out there. Yeah. A hell of, he hell of a lot of time uh, well, injured. To be fair, if anything, if nothing else, he scored that goal. That goal, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Well, you know I mean? he's well, had two that goal. So I, yeah. I was about to say, I can remember two. The overhead kick, and then was the it, I think it was first it. season in the Copa del Rey final. Down the line. When he picked it up in his own oh. half, got yeah. pushed off the pitch, yeah. run down the touchline, yeah. ran onto it yeah. all the way down the other end. Didn't he score a goal in the Champions League final as well? That's not what we're talking about. Is that yeah, the overhead kick? Right. Is that, was that the overhead kick, was it? Overhead kick against Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, but he scored one. In his first Champions League final as well, didn't he? The first year he was Header. there. Yeah. Against Atletico yeah. in the so he has, an extra time. That's right. He has scored big goals for that club, which yeah. is which People... is why it's a bit wrong that he's been treated like that. But he's been linked with a £1 million a week move to China. Yeah. People have seen the comparison oh. of stats between him and Zidane at Real Madrid. Pardon? You know, the, the, the comparison, because everyone's saying he's not treating him with enough respect. Um, and people have put together a comparison of their head-to-head records as Real Madrid players. So Zidane... 227 games, 49 goals, 66 assists, 6 trophies. Bale, 231 games, so 4 more games, 102 goals, so 53 more goals, 1 less assist with 65 and 13 trophies. Oh, he's a stat man! Love a stat, that, Love a stat, that, Love a stat, that, Good stat. Love a stat. That is mad. Impressive. Yeah. 50 more goals in Sudan as well. Yeah. One less assist. Yeah. Any more games? You said 50 games. more goals. Four more games. Four more games. That's mental. So it's all 53. Alright, Zidane gets everything because he's Zidane and he's got that all round play, but. That's unreal from Bell, really. Zidane also had a, a that goal in a Champions League final yeah. against Leverkusen when the ball came down. And yeah, he, he, that left footed volley. He, he was an unreal goal. player. But he, he also, had, so he also had a that header, didn't he, as well? <laughs> but as well, he also had that moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But what, what, would, would you go if you were Bell to China? I don't. Uh, it's easy for me to say because yeah. I'm not being offered a million, I mean, pound a million a week. quid a week. Yeah. Because I'm sure if I was being offered that much money, I'd do pretty much anything. Yeah. But I think at his age, still, he's still got a lot to give. I'd rather still be proving myself in the big leagues. How old is he? 
29. 20, 28, 29. He's not, he's not like Let's have a look. 30 Let's already. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not in his 30s yet. But for someone like him, surely hmm. they'll be they'll be takers from the Premier League. Yeah, but they're not going to be playing. It's the money is the issue. It's the money is the problem. Someone yeah. offering him a million pound a week. Oh, he's, he's, he's put, just turned 30 last week. He's right. going to put everyone else off of offering him a contract because they can't get anywhere near it. Yeah. If Real Madrid want to get rid of him, they only, like, and unless it's China, obviously, where they're forking up this money, they're going to have to agree to pay a percentage of his wages for the remainder of his contract or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But the thing is, if you want him out, it's your fault you gave him that contract. Yeah. You're, he's, 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 more, honor, yeah. he's more than entitled to sit there on the bench, in the stands, pick up his however many hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. Paycheck every week. Well, was, was, there was something in the news yesterday there. Uh, Zidane's worried about um, a bit of an injury crisis at, at Madrid at the moment. So if he stays, I'm sure we will get some game time there. How much longer has he got left on his contract there at Madrid? Do you is know? it th- two years, I think? Didn't he do it to a new contract it yeah, three maybe years. a couple of years ago? So, yeah, he's still got a bit of time left yeah. there. So he think... can easily just stay there and pick his check up every week. And Zidane... I'm not being funny as well. I mean, if, even if he sat there till his contract run out, he'd still probably get that offer to go to China when he's 32. Yeah, yeah. yeah easily. Yeah. So, because, alright, he could go to another club now, and I don't know what they'd do about his wages, there'd probably have to be big negotiations about his wages, because Gareth Bale has gone a little bit injury prone. But, from Gareth Bale's point of view, I suppose, if that China call uh, does come like knocking, he could go out there now and basically just play a game every now and again, be injured, get paid a ridiculous amount of money and end his career. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of in a bit of a yeah. pivotal yeah. moment. The problem is with football, any, every game could be your last game, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, injury is a real thing. And so do you want to be healthy but just getting paid to sit on the bench or do you want to play that's, that's, every week and risk it being your last game? It's, it's a shame, isn't it, for someone like him. He's such a good player. He's shown some wonderful moments in the Premier League in La Liga. Why in Europe? Yeah, for Wales, why would he want to go just sit on a bench or why would he want to go and play in a league that isn't technically as good? Because he could still do a job in the Premier League. Like, I think he could do more than a job in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. Like, he could come in and be one of the one of the top players. Yeah, he still wants to obviously play for Wales as well. Like they he'd love to get them to a major tournament. Why why go to a league that is below his standard? <coughs> and not come to a league where he's going to test himself against That's the, the, the best. That's the Iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? Yeah. So you want to be proving, like playing against the best. Because how, how do you know, like, if you're walking into a Mickey Mouse league, essentially, mm. how do you know that you're still as good as you were? Yeah. You're not testing yourself. So if I was United, I'd go all out for him. All out. Get him, and we'll move on to the next transfer in a minute as well. But I'd go all out for Bell. Even if you try and do something <sighs> with his wages, you, <sighs> add, you add Bell to that Manchester United team, they become a ten times better team like that. I was going to say, where's if he goes leaves Madrid, where would be ideal for him? And obviously, you've thrown in United already. The only other obvious one for me is to go back to Tottenham. Yeah, they're not going to have the money for that. I was going to say whether Levy pays yeah. wages or not. But no but to be fair, that would sing that would um, be a lot of praise for Gareth Bale if he turned around and went, I'll take a wage cut and go back to Spurs. Yeah. And everyone would turn around, yeah. and go, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only other place I think he would have done well mm. and would have gone. It's Chelsea, but obviously with the embargo. Yeah. Because that would have been not a straight swap for Hazard, but that would have been... Good replacement. A very about good replacement. as good as you're going to get, yeah. 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 They, uh, Zidane, I think, has got more things to worry about as we're recording this overnight in New Jersey. Athlet- Atletico Madrid absolutely pulled their pants down 7-3. Yeah. Diego Costa with the headlines. Diego Four Costa goals and a red card. 
But <laughs> Diogo Costa. They um, you say like that goal machine. Crisis. It's not, not as though it's not as though they played a weak team. So Real Madrid starting eleven last night was Courtois, and a back four of Odrio Zola, Nacho Fernandez, Ramos, Marcelo, midfield three: Modric, Kroos, Isco, and then up front: uh, Vinicius Junior, Jovic, and Azard. Yeah, so they know. Who's, who's this? Uh, uh, to be fair, that's the right back. I don't actually know who that is. Audrey Zola. Oh. Um, but then, so that's their starting eleven. They were yeah. five 0 down at half time. Mad, isn't it? Mad. They Bad they um, they conceded after about forty seven seconds. Oh wow! <laughs> Good start. Because out of there, all right. I don't know who this geezer is either. Vin- Vinicius Junior. He, he is a youngster, like a real youngster. You, you take him out, add Bal, Bal, Jovic, Hazard. Probably the best front three in all Europe. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. He got like, the only ones that come close is <laughs> Man City's front three. Nods of approval. Yeah. Like. Jovic, Jovic got outshone by Hal Felix though. I watched a few of the highlights. Yeah, and uh, he got a couple of assists and a goal and a goal. Yeah, yeah. So played a lovely little through ball to Costa for his fourth, I think. Mm. Should we move on to uh, Lukaku? Yeah. So Lukaku has been linked with quite Everyone. a lot of Italian clubs more than anything. Inter was one, but the one coming out this morning is in uh, Juve willing to offer Dybala for Lukaku. Fault. If United, Fault. if you United, you snap their hands off for yeah. that, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. 100%. I'm not too sure on the fee. But Juventus have got so much depth already. Do they even need Lukaku? No, no. We was going through this last week, and they got <laughs> like Mandzukic you can play up top. Mandzukic, Ibrahim, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> right, they don't need Lukaku. But firstly, though, do you think Lukaku suits the Italian league? I personally think he does. Sort of yeah, I more think so. Yeah. About to say, slightly slower. Yeah, yeah, it's not as quick. Quite a physical league. You yeah. know what he's like physically. Um, yeah, I, I personally think he suits that league down to the ground. And I think he could be really successful. Better than he suits the Premier League, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, so far, Milan have offered 59, uh, 53.9 million for Lukaku. Uh, that's up front with no add ons. Um, but the Premier League club wants 79 million for him. You say, you say, you say, he's, not, um, yeah. you say he's not suited to the Prem. He did have that, like, he, he did show promise at one point. I don't know if it was more Mourinho or United that absolutely moved But, but he scored goals every season in the Premier League. I think the thing that's really changed so, is he looks like he's bulked up yeah. a lot more. Yeah. And he's not as mobile as he yeah, was. Yeah, he used to be quite. Um, tell, me, tell me what that's like, Daryl. <laughs> I wish I'd just bulked up and I got fat. Yeah, not just immobile. Yeah. He, he used to have that real burst of pace, didn't he? Where the last year or so he seems to have lost that real sharp movement off the line. But Still always scores against West Ham. Always. So I'd be quite a bit getting out of the league. Um, <laughs> but Dybala, Until we're in the Champions League. Yeah. Dybala coming to um, Premiership be great because he's a top class striker. He is. Spurs are trying to get that move though, aren't they? That he'll cost a lot on his own. Yeah, Dybala. Definitely. And Dybala and Kane, you're only going to play one of them. It'd be a bit of a waste, really. For you could probably play Dybala. I'd say you. I'd say you play two out of the three: Lucas, Kane, and Dybala. You could play two out. Of the I was three. going to say, can you not can play Dybala? Dybala play can, can you not play wide? Dybala? Can you not play Dybala behind Kane? Yeah, yeah. but then you've got Ericsson. Ericsson, you've got. No, Ericsson's pretty much leaving. About yeah. Ericsson's on his way out. But is he? Yeah. Well, I don't. Again, think that's Ericsson's a lot of money play. for Ericsson. He didn't show a lot of. There hasn't been he a, didn't show his best season last season. There was a lot of noise around Ericsson at the start of the window, but it's all gone quiet. The rumours have they won they want eighty million for Ericsson. He is an absolute incredible player. Eighty million though. Would you say he's as in good today's as market? Yeah. Uh, I would probably go out on a limb and say in the Premier League at the minute, not taking into account last season, which is a bit difficult, but he's probably in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would say yeah. I didn't show his best season last season, but if you'd looked at it before, you would go He's an easily, yeah. easily top ten midfielders. I know obviously you get a premium for strikers, but if you're paying, if you're quoting eighty million for Lukaku, then I have absolutely no problem with Ericsson being eighty million. No, same here. Mm. That's the thing now, isn't it? It's just all money in the transfer market. Just like you'd think, how many years ago would he be worth that? So yeah. it's just all. <laughs> it's mental to think that Eden Hazard went for 84 plus add ons. Yeah. But Ericsson is 4 mil cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Well, that's, that's an age thing, though, as well, isn't it? How old Ericsson? I wouldn't. 27, 28. Again, he's a bit, little bit younger, I believe. Hazard's only got like 29. Oh, is he? Okay, mm. in that case, it's not an age thing. Ignore me, I'm chatting up yeah. rubbish. As that's why he's still yeah. got. That's why he's still got that big money move. Right, go. last transfer we can really talk about is the rumor of Everton to bid sixty million for Wilfred Zaha, trying to scupper Arsenal's plans. Yeah. Mm. So I did read something about this, and it's potentially um, Wilf and his agent putting rumors out there to try and hurry Arsenal along and get them put a bit of a fire up there to actually make him up yeah. their bid, but. If Everton are going in with that, and if they have got that sort of money, it'd be a great move for them, obviously. But Wilf has always said he wants Champions League football, so would yeah. he want to? And they're not all right. They've 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 bought really well again this summer. They look like they're probably the strongest team, along with maybe Wolves outside the top six. Yeah, I reckon. But so. are they going to break into that top six and, or top four and get Champions League football? It'd be unlikely, wouldn't it? Yeah, but and if he wants Champions League, then why go to someone like Although Everton? he is the sort of player that can really change the team, so you never know. Yeah, true. You really never know. Yeah. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, like, spinning off from this, if we look at Palace, so they've lost Wan-Bissaka, looking like they could potentially lose, lose Zaha. They haven't reinvested any of the Wan-Bissaka money yet. It was 55 million, I think. Mm -hmm. So if they get, say, 60, 70 million for Zaha, who do they... Who can they spend that money on realistically that is going to want to come I, to Palace? If I'm Palace, I, I'm not spending that money in on a marquee signing. You want I'm, to reinvest I'm on really a few signings. I'm really getting signings. some depth going on. Yeah. You know, well, Palace have no just depth. signed Jordan Ayew from Swansea on a three-year contract. They had him before, didn't they? Did they have Jordan or was it Andre? I thought they had them both at one point right, okay. or another. Possibly, yeah. Uh, that is, that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Ayew said, I'm very happy to have returned. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. He's not a very good footballer. No, no, not really. He's not. He yet. adds nothing to the prem to that as a Premier League no. side, really. For me, I don't they, think that Palace need depth. They've basically dined out on Zaha for the last couple of years. He sort of dragged them along, hasn't he? Yeah. And if they're going to lose him, they can't be reinvesting that money in one player. They need to. They need to buy five or six. 10 to 15 million pound players. Yeah. Really, really bulk out the midfield. Really buy a striker that might get you 20 goals a yeah. season. Um, that's their problem as well. And the thing is, if you want to buy a striker that's going to get you 20 goals a season, yeah. that's going to be expensive. Ben Teke is not the striker. They've got Ben Teke and Connor Wickham. Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan Ayew now. Yeah. And Andros Townsend chips in with a couple. Yeah. But Andros Townsend and Zaha have been the two players that have pulled them really through the last couple of years to sort of keep them in the Premier League. Yeah, you're but right. Townsend is not going to do that on his own. And, and Milivojevic scoring all the penalties. Yeah. <laughs> Zaha yeah. winning all the penalties and Milivojevic scoring them. Yeah. At the moment, um, Palace aren't bad money to go down. They're five to one. Um, you, I wonder when Zaha. If or when he does go, what that'll go down to? Yeah, yeah. If you're Palace as well, quite a quite a proud fan base, Palace notoriously. 
Mm. If he doesn't go, are you going to want him to be rocking up first game of the season? Who, I might add, is against Everton. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is, mm. yeah. Mm. So for all you fantasy bobs out there, don't put him in first week. Yeah. Speaking of which, fantasy football. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, while we're on football, yeah, well, why not? We, uh, we'll be running a, a Sports and That Fantasy Premier League, so the official FBL site, um, Fantasy League this season. Um, we'll get the uh, code to join that league out on all the social media. Um, so come and have a go. Maybe do um, maybe do it as a thing at the end of the season. The winner comes on the pod. Do it as a bit of a Initially, prize. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. So yeah. Or do it do? as a monthly. Maybe a, ma- a manager of the month comes on for a little segment. See, 10 if, minutes. see if you can uh, topple me as the FPL yeah. king. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> one, one more transfer that's gone through this week. Adamola Lookman. Oh, that's been confirmed. He's gone to Abbey Lapsing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I just add 22.5 Ch- million. Got a nice little sell-on on yeah, that. So I think that's a great two, signing, by the way. Two sell-on fees in, in the market at the moment. One for Lookman, which is 15% on all profit. Um, so I believe that, that gets us about 2 million from that trade. Um, and the other one we've got is, I believe it's the same deal, 15% on all profit on Joe Gomez. So the thing with Gomez really is, mm. thing with Gomez is, does he trans? Do, does he go anywhere yeah. at any point? I mean, chances are probably not. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's quite injury prone at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I think quite not embarrassingly because obviously we're not a massive money club, but the money from Lookman going somewhere else is probably the biggest income we're going to have all transfer window. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, you know, whether, might get you another player re- as well. Yeah, whether or not we reinvest, I don't know, but it, it's definitely a good. Uh, it turns it turns out to be quite a good call that we. We had an good bit of business, yeah. and like Daryl said, I think he's a superb player. I'm quite surprised that Evan have let him go because I think about now is the time he would he would be breaking in um, into that Everton team. Well, until Wilf turns up. Until yeah. Wilf, yeah. <laughs> well, that is one thing you you, you, you got to say. It looks like they've made room for him, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, look, man, I enjoyed watching him at Charlton thoroughly, and I, I knew when he went to Everton he was going to hit the ground running, and I believe he did. He came on as a sub in his first game and scored. Yeah. Um, I can't yeah. believe we're only a week away from the start of the football league season. Yeah. Means it accumulates and go back on next week. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely and Darryl will continue to lose money on gambling. Hey. I've had a great week this week. Yeah, a yeah. great week after backing Woods and McElroy. Yeah. And then Tell telling everyone on the pod that you were going to back Lee Westwood yeah. as well. I, had, I'm not, I didn't have an actual bet this week, but I went in there with a fiver on one of the slot machines come out 110 up. Nice. Can't really complain. So, yeah, should we go another song before we talk cricket? Yeah, yeah. Who wants, to, who wants to go for it? Go on, I'll go. Uh, the streets blinded by the lights. That's the one. Oi. How did he not find the baggie with his hand in my shoe? Way too close for me. Oh, well, at least they allowed me through. Should be a good night in here. Ramo in the main room. People keep pushing me though, no reception on the phone And I'm thinking Lights are blinding my eyes They said they'd be here, they said They said in the corner And I'm thinking People pushing by Then walking off into the night He's look well speckled A bit green and blue Freezes well cheap though So I'll take three if I need to Right, I'm on the plan I wish the bouncers would go away Borrow water off this man, here goes nothing, okay? And I'm thinking Lights are blinding my eyes Oh, that's proper rain That tastes like hairspray And I'm thinking People 
to the entrance just to get bars on my phone you have no new messages so why haven't they phoned men you write message so where are you and Simone send message Dan's number where have they gone and I'm thinking lights are blind in my eyes why's the message pending where the fuck are you and I'm thinking people pushing by then walking off into the night mm, brandy or beer Water's a good idea I wish that bar lady would appear And come serve over here Where the fuck could they be? Still not over in the corner This night's a tragedy I keep thinking I saw her And I'm thinking Lights are blinding my eyes No that's not them That's not them either And I'm thinking People pushing by Then walking off into the night I'm still not feeling anything this has got to be a dog. It's been ages since I necked it. I smoked six tabs to the knob. Belly's not even tingling. I just feel a bit pissed. No one looks like mingling. I can't see her or him. And I'm thinking, Lights are blinding my eyes. I'm gonna do another, I think. Yeah, one more. These are shit. And I'm thinking, People pushing by. Then walking off into the night. These toilets are a piss tape. Q's bigger than the door Gotta get rid of this pill taste What are they chatting so much for? Glad I'm not a girl in this place They'll be here till dawn Sure my belly's tingling a bit Something's happening I'm sure And I'm thinking Lights are blinding my eyes Maybe I shouldn't have done the second one I feel all fidgety and warm People pushing by Then walking off into the oh, night Everything in the room's spinning I think I'm gonna fall down My heart's beating too quick I'm fucking tripping out I wonder whether they got in Turned away no doubt Who cares, this is a tune coming in That one noise is like, I'm thinking Lights are blinding my eyes My eyes are rolling back I'm rubbing my thighs with my hand And I'm thinking People pushing by Then walking off into the night Yeah, yeah, they cheer can they see my hand in the air? I need to wave them over here. I swear Simone's kissing Dan. My head's twisted severe. Bodies rushing everywhere. They could have texted me when they were near, but I'm fucked and I don't care. Lights are blinding my eyes. What was I thinking about? Oh, who cares? Oh, People pushing by. Totally fucking. Then walking off into the night. This is fucking amazing. Uh, let's talk cricket. Um, England currently in tests with Ireland. Well, test. Test. And it's test. all over and done with in two days and one session. Yeah. That And it did end up the way we all thought it would go, but it wasn't a it walk in the park. They didn't start well, did they, England? No. Didn't play well pretty much for the first two days of the test, really. Boulder White 
first bowl say the up. first two days of the two day test yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the main thing for that was the final session uh, the, the one session on the third day where England showed their class with a, with a bowling attack well, the first session on day two as well but if, if we go from the beginning so England bat first win the toss at Lord's green deck but a hot day but a hot day and they think right we'll have a bat and next thing you know they've been bowled out before lunch for 85 Tim Murta 5 for 13 I think the best ever figures the cheapest fiver cheapest fiver at Lord's yeah sorry so that's sorry. not a bad way to make your test debut at no. Lord's so not at all but that's uh, they did say quite a bit Murta plays for Middlesex so he's got very good knowledge of Lords he plays there a lot so and he's got a very good bowling average there in general yep. but I don't think if you'd have asked him before that day the best thing that could have happened to him he wouldn't have even dreamed that he'd no. have got a Pfeiffer before lunch no but again no no batsman there and this is going to be the problem through the ashes no batsman showed their mouse to actually stick out a Dig tough in. spell yeah I mean don't get me wrong he bowled well he was put, like all their bowlers were putting in the right places but I think the only real shots. good ball that got anyone was Joe Root yeah knit back Got him on a pad. Other than that, you see a little bit again from San Curran, which he doesn't even know like he's going to get in the test side, but he yeah. keeps digging England out of problems. He's that coming in at eight, releasing the pressure a bit, hitting some shots, getting 20 runs. And used to be what Stuart Broad used to do. Yeah, before he got in yeah. the head. And he's, he's an absolute golden arm as well for him. But So England ruled out for 85, then we bowled Ireland out for two. 207, I think. And then Wokes turned up, basically. We batted again and was out for... 303 303 302 somewhere with again there. Sam but then the, the big thing for that was Jack Leach comes in an overnight uh, night watchman <laughs> can't bat bats at 11 scores 92 shows what that pitch actually was yeah and especially on that day because that second day was the peak of the heat wave here yeah. so it was about it hit about it was the hottest day of test cricket at Lords ever I think it peaked out about 36.7 yeah. degrees so I think it peaked at exactly this thing. I think it was that's what I think that was what I heard, but it might have been something slightly different. But too hot to play cricket, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. it actually might have taken a toll on the bowlers, and might, might have been yeah, definitely a bit that's, an easier day. That's the thing they said from the start. Yeah. Like, see the openers off, get them coming back for a second or third spell because they're going to be knackered. Thirty-seven years old. Yeah. So they're going to be absolutely shagged if you get them coming back later in the day, yeah. having to bowl again, and it showed, and the deck really flattened out. They showed um, a side-by-side -side picture, the, the picture mm. from day one and day two, and how green it was on day one, and how white it was and yep. dry it was on day two, and it just flattened out completely. Yep. And it seemed as though the weather really sort of went with England throughout the, t throughout the three days. So on that second day it baked, then we turn up on day three, one wicket left. Overcast. Get bowled out first ball, so like, right, we're defending 182, and it's overcast, it's wet, it's... Yep doing everything yeah, you couldn't have asked for better conditions that's England conditions all over in it if you've got people like Wokes who just does things at I don't, yeah I don't know if you watched it as well like the ball was nipping around like it was going all over the place yeah, and, yeah Wokes and Broad Wokes Brewer's best mate you know we discussed his this last absolute week. fantasy we discussed this last <laughs> week like I cannot get it I say it week in week out Wokes for me is the first name on that team sheet at Lords, yeah, at Lord. but like, the way he batted, he batted like a bit of drip. One, one day, yeah, but we got bowled out for eighty-five. Daryl, the yeah. bowling expert, uh, the batting yeah. expert. I got over fifty. Got fifty. Go. I know what I'm talking <laughs> um, about. Folks, in the George, in the George World Cup, George most underrated player. <laughs> On you know, he done he done a massive job for us um, yesterday. But that's the thing, right? So if you've got a fit Jimmy Anderson, a fit Stuart Broad, a fit Joffrey Archer, a fit Chris Wokes, where do you fit everyone in? Sam Curran. 
in there as you well. Just name and four seamers. Yeah, Ackley, right, but Ackley dropped Curran. Yeah, I dropped Wood. There's no point having Wood and Archer if you're gonna. You might as well. I'd, I'd definitely have Wokes over having Wood and Archer. You've got to surely. Now this is something that. Right. All right then. Sorry. Throw Stokes in. This. Yeah. Put him in. Put him in as a batsman who can bowl. He gets in as a batsman on his own. We'll move into the Ashes, right? Very quickly now. Why you're both Saturn? But if you can name an eleven, name it. The first Test match starts Thursday morning. Yeah. England still have their major problems with the batting lineup, and obviously bowlers bowling. Yeah. Pick your eleven. Right. Okay. Um, Bro. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I majorly struggle with is is the second the second opening batsman. Um, yeah. Roy's got to so stay actually, in. I've, got, I've got an opinion. Um, so actually, something that was echoed on on TV when I was watching one of the Vitality Blast games. Um, so we all know Root doesn't like batting at three, um, but that would solve a lot of issues if he did. Um, so in my opinion, I don't think he should have to. He's the captain. He's probably our most valuable player. Let him bat where he's most comfortable. Yeah. What is the problem with? I know Johnny Bairstow bats at seven purely because he's the wicketkeeper. Yeah. Why can he not bat at three? He did. Uh, did he spend a bit of time opening in tests at one point? Well, or three? Not, he was or, definitely higher up I'll the tell order. You what, if, if there is an issue with batting three and wicketkeeping, give it a butler. Well, no, because Butler doesn't get in the testing. But you give it to. Yes, um, he does. No, you give it to. What's his name? Uh, folks. Yeah, folks. Give the gloves to folks, bat him at seven, bat bear start three. Right, shall I kick this off with my 11? Go on, go give on. me give your 11. So I'm going to go Roy and Burns opening. Oh, yeah. His technique is horrific. But the, uh, that, the thing is, at the moment, we haven't got a better no. option. No. Gary Balance? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. And I'm gonna. If it's down to me, I'm putting Root at three. Yeah. Then I'm going. Bearstow four. Stokes five. Corvus is attacking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Butler six. Oh, God. Yeah. Then. Probably. Ali or Wokes. Seven, and the other one at eight. Putting Ali over Rashid. Yeah. I just think Rashid is more expensive as a bowler. Um, Rashid gets wickets for one day. Yeah. He buys wickets. On yeah, one day exactly. Yeah. So I think Ali's probably the better option. Um, so it's Ali and Wokes in at seven and eight. <laughs> That's Podger going there, by the way. That's Pod Dog. Oh, I know Pod. He's, he's, he's just, just going for quite a stroll. Yeah, he doesn't like the rain. Yeah. yeah. It sounds very sad. Just quiet. Um, Archer. Nine, Broad ten, Anderson eleven. Yeah. So, miss it. That means no Denley, no Folks, no Wood, no Curran, which is a shame because I like Curran. And but do I you just... need do you need Butler in there? Yeah. Don't I, need I him. I mean, Darrell obviously. Um, I'm a big fan of Butler. Doesn't understand Test cricket. I'm a big fan of Butler, and he has got some big Test scores recently. And again, pulling yeah. the out of trouble. I don't think you need Butler at all, but he's an X factor, and he's he is yeah, someone. If you're, we don't need another X factor. No, I know, but he is someone that again, can, name me someone if, better. If you need quick runs, well, the point being, we've just named a couple of very handy cricketers. Someone like Sam Curran, slot him in there. You drop. But then you've got seven. You got five seamers, and you're batting Wokes at six or Ali at six, and Ali can't hold a bat at the moment. No, I'm not saying that. You take Butler out. Folks, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he, he had a terrible time at Test cricket in this look, country last day, year. Butler is a serial one-day cricketer. He can do a job at Test, 
but I do not trust him. If we're five down for not many, I don't want him coming in. I well, don't trust him to see I'm off a bit, day's play. I'm a bit different with him at the moment. He's got he's played Test match cricket for last year, and he's got ten times better at it. The he's other changes, he changes. You love away. a flair player, don't you? But you, you have to. It's, test cricket is different now, right? We're not. Look at most teams around the world; they've got flair, flair players now. Look at Australia, flair players. Yeah, but we've got Australia. have got a couple of flair players. We, you don't. What you don't want in a test team is six flair players because then you're struggling. Because on one day, if all six flair players don't come off, you've, you're yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think you can pick a team based on. Oh, if we're five down for not yeah, many. Exactly. You can't pick a team based no, on that. But you need you pick to, your best 11. I guess, but you need to also trust your middle order not to crumble under the pressure. England of no England's middle crumbled. order has been the best. England's middle order is the better one of the better one of the uh, better parts of the, the last four or five years. It's the top order that's the issue. Well, on paper, Root, yes. Stokes, Butler has been the best uh, best part of the uh, team for the I last two years. Well, Root, one, Root's top order, isn't he? Yeah. Still, Root at four. Bearstow five or Stokes five, Bear, uh, Butler six, Bearstow seven, Wokes yeah, eight. I mean, that, you know that four, five, six, seven, eight is awesome. On One, paper, two, three for England's been on terrible. Paper, that's the best in the world. But how many? When we, if we crumble in the first test, I can guarantee you'd be texting me saying standard England. We do it all the time. <laughs> it's not, but it's not. Um, if you look over the last few years, and we've we've spoke about it quite a lot, it's more. It's not England being seven down for eighty. It's England being forty for three. And then they, then then that middle order brings it back. It's not us being it's seven down. Root, isn't it? Plugging yeah, away. it's not yeah. seven down. It's we're three down very quickly. We've lost one, two, three, and then we've got. So tell me this, right? If if you are, and I mean, I know it's not, you can't plan for it, but unfortunately you have to plan for it because you need characters in the team that can do both. If you're, I don't know, a hundred for five, right? Day one. You can't tell me that the person you want coming in next is just about us. He's not, because he's not coming in at seven, he's coming in at six. Yeah, right, but, okay. why, but why not? Why, why not? We... If, you're, if you're 300 for for four or whatever, then yeah, perfect. He's the ideal man to come in. Scores that are runnable at Look, test cricket, I'm, can put the pedal down if he needs to. I'm not Great. comparing these as how good they both are at test cricket or whatever. But there was times in the Ashes test, in the Ashes in 2005, we were four down, five down, needing a counter-attacking batsman. Who was it? Peterson, you know, in test, Flint you don't off. need a counter-attacking batsman. But sometimes, if you're 100 for five, can I just throw this, five, you need throw, that. throw this out there then, Trig? What's your 11? Well, Give me a counter. Yeah, I mean, I, I have absolutely no idea who I'd put in, in number two. But yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely, I'd have Roy, obviously. Get Cook out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> how, much, how much would we like I that at the moment? Think, I still think Cook's the best opening batsman in the country. Without a doubt. Um, so I'd have Roy and I don't know who, who else. And a another. Yeah. When does Nick Brown get a look in? Doesn't doesn't no. He plays for Essex. Um, so <laughs> he's also not that controversial. Great. He's also not that. No, great. no, he's not. Um, so then I'd probably have. Um, I'd quite like Bearstow. I'd quite like Bearstow to come in at three. And then I'd I'd have Root at four because he's the captain, most important player. He should bat where he's comfortable. Um, fucking princess. Yeah, fucking <laughs> princess. Um, there seems to be a stigma around giving a gloves to a thirteen bat, uh, to a number three bat. <laughs> thirteen bat. You think Johnny Bairstow yeah. is a thirteen? Sorry, <laughs> giving a gloves to a number three bat. Um, you so look then at people. The thing is, you say, I mean, just throwing this out there. Folks at six. Like people say, you can't bat at three and have the gloves. What about people like Sangakara no. and? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's yeah. like, well, I don't yeah. get that mindset. No, it's quite a recent thing is, as well. What they're basically saying is. You're out there all day. You've got to be focused every single ball. If if 
if we go out and get a great nut first ball, you're then in bat second ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need that time. I get it. But the greatest players, that's not an issue. No. So if, if I had my way, he'd keep the gloves. Yeah. But I know that's not going to happen. So just because of, for a reality purpose, I'd have Stokes five, um, Folks six with the gloves. Um, it then gets slightly difficult for me because there is a couple of people I'd want in there. Um, Wokes is a, is a definite. Broadhands and Wokes are... Th- uh, uh, so that's your 7, 10 and 11 probably? Yeah, 7, 10 and 11. Um, you've obviously got to have a spinner, so you'd probably have to have Ali. Um, and then Who you takes get, your last spot? you got I still mean, got Curran Wood, Archer. Yeah, on show, on show factor, you want Archer, but if he's, I don't know if he's ready for test yet. Like He's obviously a fantastic one-day cricketer. But is he ready? Is he ready for test? I would say I he, again, he's, he's that. He's that special player. Good for thing is, right? Match. So with the bowling attack that you've yeah. got there so far, I think you need that extra pace. Yeah, so it's right, either yeah. him or Wood. It would, it, yeah, it would be Wood. It would be Wood or Archer out the two. And I think Archer's action is so easy on the body. Mm. It looks like he could bowl all day. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. looks so smooth and easy. And as long as he doesn't like just constantly dig it in short. Yeah. He can get it to swing about. He showed that with um, the new ball, uh, with the new white ball. Um, so I don't see any reason why he can't yeah. um, be given the the first test. Yeah, yeah I, do you know what? I'd probably sho- I'd probably sho- shove him in for the for a bit of X factor, like you say. And in my opinion, you've you've then got a bit of X factor at the top all with Roy. You've got middle order X factor with Stokes. You've got bowling X factor with Archer. Right. So they're all they're they're your flair, they're your flair players. I personally think you need to surround them with steady, class test batsmen. That's purely the reason I haven't selected Butler yeah. because I, you know, I personally don't think he's got the mindset. Yeah. If he say say he went in, Stokes is on fifty going well. Everyone else is getting out around him. I don't want Butler going in because I don't trust him to knock it for one and get yeah. and get Stokes on strike and do the right thing. Yeah, I I, he's going to make a. At the end of the day, Butler is a fantastic watch as a fan, and he's going to make a great one day captain when Morgan retires. He's going to be. He, I'm, I'm quite yeah. confident he's going to take the ODR captaincy. For me, that's that's where it stops for him. But if they do select him, I completely get it because. In a lot of cases, you've got to take it to Australia. They're a great team. So hit them where it hurts. I get it. And he's a great. He's actually quite he's a nice player. Got a very to good have. record against Stark as well. Yeah, he has very good record. And like you can float him around. I'm not, I've not got an issue with that. You know, if say we're really struggling, pull him out. Don't put him in until a bit later. Or I don't know. I don't see the issue with putting him up, up a bit higher if we're going really well. It, it, I could I couldn't have him secured in that spot. Unfortunately, now, it's something that I heard. Um, during the week was uh, this it again I wouldn't go with Burns but this is the team that I had during the week was Roy Burns but I'd have and another Denley Root Bearstow Butler at six no is that right Stokes oh Stokes at six Butler seven Wokes Archer Broad Anderson you're not having a spinner no, and spinner. you'd have the two spinners you'd have two part time spinners in Denley and Root I wouldn't oh. quite go with that oh. I don't quite agree with that but if you if you're looking at getting decks that are a bit green, a bit quick, I you, don't think you can not have a frontline no, spinner. Because especially no. in Test cricket now, if you like, a big part of it is you'll have right a spinner in operation at one end and rotate your seamers at yeah. the other. If they're uh, if it's a hot day, you don't want your seamers no. running in all day. And if you're bowling a part time spinner, they can be going for yeah. tap. Now, and, just, and just that as well, like people get used to the pace of the ball. Yeah. Like, you need to mix it up. You've got to take pace off every now and then, slow now, it down. Personally, I'd go 
Roy, Bearstow. They've got a great opening partnership with one day. It's right, Bearstow technically isn't the best. Neither is Roy at the top of the order, but they get on well, they run well. Yeah, let's assume in that case you'd have to take the gloves, gloves off him. I'd, yeah, I'd then give it to would. Butler. Right. Um, I'd then have, it's hard, I'd have Denley at three, because Denley hasn't really done much wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, but you are, do you not feel like you're taking up a spot with Denley? No, I don't think so. Denley three, route four, Stokes five, Butler six, Moen Alley seven, Wokes, Archer, Broad Anderson. That's what I'd go with. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good team. Who, who, are you, who are you missing out there then? You're, you know. uh, Burns is the one missing out for yeah, this. Yeah, but who, who are you putting in, who are you putting in for Denley? Oh no, because you've moved up. Yeah, moved. Yeah, moved everyone up. Yeah, moved. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, I don't mind yeah. that. I don't mind that. Well, we, 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 we will. We will see on Thursday. We'll see Thursday. Yeah, and I, I, I feel can't like wait for it. And we're watching it all day. Yep. I feel like they might put in um, Butler because of the World Cup. Yeah. Um, wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise. The only other one I like is um, I quite like Sand North East. As yeah, a, he's, a, he's, been doing it for, he's been doing yeah. it for a long while, wasn't he? Yeah. I remember watching him at the Under 17s World Cup once upon a time. When it was on today, and I had nothing to do. <laughs> okay, should we move on to a bit of boxing or go song first, then boxing? I'll give you my 11. Oh, go on then. Didn't forget one. Come then, what you got? Yeah, and, I, and it's players that I, like, I really think need to be in that team and not that I've just heard of. So it's. <laughs> Graham Gooch. Yeah, so, um, it's got the 2005 Ashes yeah. winning team. I've gone Roy, Bearstow, Butler, Stokes, Wokes, Archer, Broad, Root, Morgan, Plunkett, Alley. In that order. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Root comes I mean, in at Do you know what, actually? Can Plunkett still do it at a test? Because if he can. Nah. No, you don't think he's got it in him? I know he's an old boy. And nah, I just don't think. I think he's just perfect for one day as an hourly. Yeah. He's got to be going on 35. Yeah. So, but is that pretty much just our um, one day side you just put out it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to play a song? <laughs> you got a song before boxing? Uh, yeah, yeah, go I on then, go so, somewhere yeah. and then we'll do, do boxing and then your question time. Question time with Daryl. Uh, in that case, I will go with Sum 41 Fat Lip. you know when don't 
Moving on to the boxing, didn't work for Oscar Rivas last weekend. Um, didn't work one. Yeah, show-stopping fight. Uh, it was actually a really good fight. Yeah, brilliant. Um, brilliant card, actually. The whole, the whole card. Yeah, brilliant. to be fair, yeah, the undercard was good as well. Um, didn't uh, Price won. Yep, Chisora won as well. Chisora won as well. Um, it's kind of opened up the, the pack a little yes. bit in heavyweight. I think everyone thought Price was done. Yeah, I mean, that, he was not meant to be Dave Allen. It, it, Price, I, I actually thought I'd witnessed David Price's funeral when I went to um, Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know if you've seen it, it was the Joshua um, Parker card. Yeah. And um, it was when Price fought Povetkin. Alexander um, Povetkin. Yeah. And Povetkin actually knocked him out standing up. Yeah, so his hands dropped, knocked him out standing <laughs> up, and he just... Smashed him as hard as I've ever seen it anyone punch anything in my life. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, I thought we were going to have to have a ceremony after, <laughs> honestly. And I never thought he'd come back from that, but there he is again. And um, yeah, he, I don't think he was down to beat Dave Allen. Dave Allen was sort of a bit more of an up and coming fighter. Well, everyone was talking about him very much fighting Povetkin next and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. now they, they reckon that might be here for Allen. He yeah. left in a wheelchair and everything, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Wow. He, um, well, he pulled himself out of the fight. He went to the corner. It wasn't even his trainer. Yeah. He turned around and went, I'm done. And yeah. that was in about the 11th round. And apparently, he had a broken eye socket. And um, oh, I don't know if he had something yeah. wrong with his head. That's, but, that's the thing with heavyweight boxing, mate. The whole time you're in the ring, it's you know, you're risking your life at the end of the day. It's, yeah, it's, definitely. It's actually been a very sad week for boxing. There's been, a couple, there's been two um, fatal incidents. In, in boxing, albeit not massive names in the industry, but you know, young young boxers who have unfortunately, you know, yeah. suffered the worst the worst of it. But um, it's not a very good advert for the sport. No. But uh, and, and moving on to other things that aren't potentially good adverts for the sport, which is the main reason for us discussing this, really, the fallout from the white. Yeah. Fight. So obviously, um, it's come out this week that Dylan White tested for a. Um, substance that's banned um, and apparently two to three days before the fight um, it, the results were in but the fight still went ahead yeah. um, Eddie Hearn knew about it it was both of them it wasn't just him why it was both of them tested positive did both of them yeah. test positive ah I thought it was just only didn't work. both tested positive for a banned substance supposedly or allegedly yeah, allegedly. And they give multiple samples, don't they? So yes. they give an A sample and a B sample, and the A sample has been tested apparently positive, and they can request that the B sample be tested right. um, to confirm it. 
And so White's already served a ban for doping before, hasn't he? Um, so if he's found guilty again, it will probably be quite a long ban. Um, yeah. And that could realistically well, be the end of his chances. So Eddie Hearn insists that they were both cleared to fight. Yeah. Um, and with building the empire that he's building, I'm not sure Eddie Hearn would risk risk something like that. If, yeah. Um, you know, it's not like White is his biggest name. It's not like Joshua or something like that. It's a big name. But it's not it's not worth him risking his reputation. No, right? definitely um, not. No. So it's a difficult one for me because the the testing um, um, the way they do the testing is you have a certain amount of days um, before the fight and up to the fight where they can just turn up at your house, they can turn up at your gym and just demand that you give a sample. They can also say they turned up on the Wednesday, the fight Saturday, demanded a sample. They can then turn up again Friday night or turn up again Thursday morning. They can turn up as many times as they want in a period leading up and just after the fight and take as many samples as they want. Well, the, the question is, what, what really? why is these professionals, why attempt fight and even yeah, take these sort of substances the is, so when you've involved, got... Isn't there? That's what it is. They, and they, they think they can get it. around the system. Yeah, it's also something with any sport, you can just get picked any time, any day. Even if you're at training for like a football like training, someone can just get your name can get picked out of a generator, bang, you got to get there and then. Is it um, with the boxing, is it Wada that do the testing? Yeah, I'm not sure who would have been doing this one. I thought it would be able to, um, uh, Vestra, is it? I don't know. Um, I can't remember exactly who does it, um, but I know that in America they don't use the same people and that, that's, that comes under a lot of Is criticism. it USADA they use, the US anti-doping? And I think they're not... They're known for not being quite as diligent. Um, they do the UFC yeah, testing, I know that much. And and one thing that bothers me is, I don't care if in some sports people are taking form of drugs. For example, in my opinion, let all the bloody 100 metre runners do it and it'll be hilarious, right? Have but separate competitions. The point being, in a, in a sport like boxing, it, it is potentially very dangerous. Yeah, when you're and basically going into a front ring to punch someone yeah. else in the head. And yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's got to stop in boxing, especially in boxing now, of all sports. Combat sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd quite like to see an Olympics where everyone's on it because that would be mental. That would be nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, like all athletics. Everyone has to be, it's, it's mandatory to be on performance enhancing drugs. Maybe. Someone running 100 metres in six seconds. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely just smash all the world records. Maybe not the wrestling either. No, all the wrestling. Wrestling. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of them things in boxing, it's a very, very difficult thing. Um, I hope he gets cleared because I really like Dylan White and I think he spices up the heavyweight division quite a lot because I yeah. think he's like a bit of a wild card isn't he? but like, no one really wants to fight him because they know he's, he's got, got that, that power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So everyone's a little bit scared of him because it'd be an embarrassing loss for um, many of the top heavyweights. And yeah, but I think he's going to get he's going to get a good break if he gets cleared of this. He's going to get a good break against some, against some good fighters. Well, I was going to say because um, he's won that fight, he's um, pretty much on to fight Wilder a few now, isn't he? Yeah, you think so? Effectively. Well, they're, they're going to fight each other again first, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, it depends, and then obviously you've got Joshua fighting Ruiz. Um, touch wood, he wins it back. Cool, yeah, yeah just um, if not, you never know. Wilder might get to fight Ruiz. So, uh, did I read this week as well that um, that rematch will be in either Cardiff or New York? Yes, there are two options. If it's going to be over here, it's going to be Cardiff. Over um, there, it'll be MSG, presumably. Yeah, uh, well, it was in Madison Square Gardens before. Yeah. So it could be there again. 
might even be one of the um, if they want it bigger, go to one of the NFL stadiums. Yeah. The only thing with NFL stadiums is going to be in December, isn't it? Yeah. So NFL stadiums in New York in December or November as well. They don't get the crowds in America like they do over here. Nah. I think for that Ruiz, Vegas you do because you get people travel, and especially not if. It's two non-home yeah, fighters. Non-American non, non fighters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For right. Ruiz, that would be one hell of a payday coming to Cardiff. Oh, absolutely. Because Joshua's going to sell that out. 80,000. Yeah, he'll yeah. sell that out straight up. That would be one hell yeah. of a payday. I wonder if there were maybe on the like a rematch clause as well, though. See if Joshua beats him. This is him. the rematch. Yeah. No, but I'm saying if Joshua beats him, they go for a third time. A rubber. Possibly. I mean, it depends how convincing the win is, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, if Joshua absolutely smashes him. If Joshua him, walks in there yeah. and absolutely rinses him, it's probably not worth it, is it, for him? Because, no. um, I mean, I obviously, Ruiz was completely underestimated in the first fight. Yeah. Um, and it won't happen. I don't think it will happen again like that. But, um, yeah, I, I personally can't see Joshua agreeing to that. Yeah. Um, not I would doubt it. Not that it's really his place to agree. No, he's the one that's going for the titles, yeah. But um, he's the money fighter, isn't he? Yeah. Day. So, it, it just... It just they're going to hash out the contracts and we'll see what happens. But I'm really excited to see both of those fights. And let's hope that Dylan White gets cleared because he's definitely in line to fight the winner of, of either of those. Watch I, this space. Yeah, he's, no, he's, I like White. He's an exciting fighter. Yeah, I lot, didn't used lot. to like him. When he, when he fought Joshua and Joshua knocked him out, I thought he was a lot of mouth and didn't have much to back, back it up. But he's shown recently. But even, even in that fight, though, he I think for the first time you see that Joshua um, hasn't got a very... He's got a chin... Yeah. But he can be he can be broken. Yeah, I mean, and, at the end um, of the day, in the heavyweight division, you're always one yeah. punch away, aren't you? Yeah, everyone's got the power. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily that some people haven't got a chin. There's, it, everyone's got the power to knock you out. There's yeah. two people I've seen who've got a chin, recent, chin in recent memory in that heavyweight division, and Rivas is one of them. The other one's Takam. Well, Takam, and I might throw out Derek Chisora as well. Because yeah, Chisora can go for days, mate. Chisora. Chisora's like Homer Simpson when he yeah. fights Mike Tyson. I don't, I don't think <laughs> Chisora is a particularly great fighter, but he always puts on unbelievable fights. Yeah, mm. it's always entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. He's fighting. It's like watching two drunk blokes swinging at each other outside a pub his, on a Friday his night. His first fight with Dillian White was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah. And then even his fight this this week on the undercard was unbelievable. Um, he just always puts on good fights, and and I, I think the main event might have been the fight of the night. Um, you know, <clears throat> we've we've all seen we've all seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think um, the knockdowns, the way they both got up from the knockdowns, are brilliant. Um, yeah. And it sort of at the end, it could have gone either way, couldn't it? Really? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, when I say it could have gone either way, when it got to points, I was fairly confident White was the winner. But it's in those last have... few rounds, it, 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 they could have knocked each other out quite easily. They were getting slow. They were getting sluggish. Yeah, I think um, I think White's game plan worked pretty well. He didn't go in there and get in. Um, uh, they didn't like kind of open up and start yeah. just raining blows on each other. Yeah, he didn't, get in, him, did yeah, he? He didn't no. get in a brawl with him. Uh, he didn't get dragged into that um, as much as because he can exchange uh, White, but he didn't. Um, but he just kept him on that jab, and yeah. Rivas couldn't get in, and then um, he was getting frustrated. But yeah. at one point, obviously, he did, and he knocked um, White down. I think it was the ninth, wasn't it? Um, yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, and I think everyone still said he still got him. He's White still got him on the point as yeah. so long as he gets to the end. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I meant. Like, but it was it got a bit nervy for him at one point, and and he, it's the right game plan. It shows sensible boxing because White's quite clearly the, the better boxer technically. Yeah. But as soon as you get in a street fight with anyone, 
It's game on. Joshua found that out with Ruiz. Yeah. Ruiz worked him out, managed to get it close enough to him to turn it into a scrap. Mm. And Joshua had never experienced that in his life. Yeah. No. Something different, isn't it? Yeah, different exactly. Different to think about. So, really, it was it was a good cultural fight from from White. Obviously, a couple of slip-ups where he got knocked down. Well, but, ta- um, I think yeah, with Joshua. Yeah, I think with Joshua, Takam tried it because he got inside and he pretty much yeah. nutted him. Yeah. Like, and and broke well, his nose or done uh, it. Joshua gets that a lot because he's so tall. Yeah, they yeah. want to get um, inside and. Yeah, so they always he's people always duck the in, and then mm-hmm. when you're coming up, you're coming up on their yeah. on their face yeah. because yeah. you're fighting like that. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> All over my vase. All over my vase. Yeah, but um, all right, lads. Cheers. Um, <laughs> Every yeah, time so we talk about boxing, it ends up in your I was, I was, I thought someone was going to pick up when you went uh, when they come inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you come inside, and then he just went yeah, and then went oh, <laughs> his face. <laughs> the, um, I will, I will add one thing that I'm very, very excited. For, <laughs> although I think I already know what the outcome might be. Is the um, Campbell Lomachenko fight coming up? Yeah, um, that's um, at the O2 in O2, isn't it? Yeah, which is it's, great it's for the O2. Lomachenko's first fight over here, it isn't is, it? Yeah, and he is, in my opinion, an absolute freak of nature. I think he's pound for pound the best boxer in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, his record shows it as well. Um, Campbell is obviously a very good fighter. I don't think there's a few people and a few well-informed people who think Campbell won't have enough. I don't personally. Um, but I'm look very much looking forward to seeing the fight, and I think it's going to be a good atmosphere at the O2, as it always is for the boxing. Yeah, it always gets a good crowd in there, Yeah, it? exactly, and I don't know if you've seen it, and maybe we can put something up, but Lomachenko has the most incredible training regimes and things that he does. Yeah. Um, there's one thing he does that I'll try and find a video for us, where he takes his gloves off and just has his wraps on. He'll stand in one corner of the ring, He'll go up on a handstand in his fists and then hop across the ring on his fists. Jesus. What? Yeah. So basically his wrists and his fists are so strong yeah. that he, he hops, like fully leaves the ground, hops across the ring on his fists. What a madman. Yeah. He, so this Based is a bit, of a, a bit of a thing about him. Um, so he had a really, really long amateur career. I, I think he had something like 360 odd fights and he only ever lost two in his amateur career. And when he, he started boxing when he was like four. And after a few years, he'd done, he'd done two or three years of boxing, and then his dad, um, his dad said to him, "Right, you're not putting the gloves on anymore. You're gonna, you're gonna go and learn um, ballet." Right. He, made, he made him do like three years of ballet without ever doing boxing, and after he learned how to glide and, and move like a ballet, a ballet dancer, dancer, he put the gloves back on. Huh? So it's just, I know everyone has their own own way of doing things. And that just, you know, was it Alex Ferguson that made my new players go and do ballet? Um, must have, I've never heard that. I think it was. I think I read something in his book about it. But yeah, yeah that was something. Very good book, actually. Yeah, it is. Book. Yeah. Anyway, right. Anyway, I think it's about... Darrell's question. About that time, isn't it? Daryl's debate. Okay. Daryl's debate. I'm gonna do, just do a little bit of singing. You can you can do a little longer. He's got a question for you. Do, 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 do. Question from Daryl. <laughs> 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 He's got to do it. He's got to do it. Right. 
gonna ask you that question. This week's question. <laughs> it's gonna get you thinking. It's gonna get inside. If you your, could invite such a brain. It's got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Right, my question this week. If you could invite three sportsmen, sports people, dead or alive, to a dinner party of yours, who would it be and why? And we'll go with Gorn Trick. Oh, me to start? Yes. Nice, thank you very much. Right, so uh, let's have a little think here. I've got a couple of names written down. Um, there's a few I'm confident on, there's a couple I'm not sure. So my first guest um, is a hero of mine. Um, I'm sure Daryl and Mig will um, be one of your heroes as well. And that's Freddie Flintoff. Oh, yeah. I think he would be an ideal guest for a dinner party. Not now he's teetotal. Well, no, <laughs> I know that. He's had such an interesting career. He's got stories coming out of his ear holes. Like, I just think he's a fantastic, fantastic guest. Um, I think you could have a night where you just listen to him all night and he would not get bored. Great character. And the stories I want to hear, I want to hear about all the big moments in his career. There, you know, when I was growing up, that's who I was watching. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one for me. And after that, I thought we need to spice it up. We need to have a bit of bit of shit going on, right? So my next guest is Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> right? A bit right. of shit I feel like he's gonna, you know, might start a food fight in my living room. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to clean that up. Might might call me out. Might say, "What the fuck is this cooking?" I was gonna say, he's, he's just gonna sit there and just gonna sulk, and then he'll start beating himself up in yeah. the middle of the you know, dinner. He might he might go to pour a drink and then just underarm it at me. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Just underarms the bottle of wine at Yeah, you. underarms the bottle of wine at me, and then he'll shout, so you weren't expecting that, was you? you know? <laughs> Nick Kyrgios, I think, character, I mean, he hasn't really got the stories, but I think we could just all sit and watch a Nick Kyrgios highlights video together. True. Um, and, and enjoy our time. Um, I've actually got three other names written down, and I know I can only pick one. Um, so, I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm going to go for Kevin Keegan um, as my last one. I will love it if you burn that pot. Surely, you just nicked my joke, Mick. You nicked my joke. I was just about to say, because I would love it if he came to my dinner party. I would love it if he came. So that's my three guests. Um, just going to throw it out there. The other two that I had written down, just because I think they'd be both hilarious and entertainment on the evening, uh, was Big Sam Allardyce. Um, You'd have better have plenty of wine and gravy. Pint, pints of wine, <laughs> chips and gravy, yeah, exactly. And Floyd Mayweather was my other one. Money right. Mayweather. Because um, I wouldn't have to pay for anything. Um, <laughs> and probably the whole night would be on social media. Yeah. And nice. then you never know, 50 Cent might turn up and start a fight. <laughs> nice. Good evening at the Trig. That sounds, that sounds like a nice evening. We're going to go Freddie Flintoff, Kevin Keegan, Nick Kyrgios, Dan Trigg. Okay. A night of surprises. Bro? Uh, I would go... Ooh... Jim Franco Zola, because he was one of my favourite players when I was growing up watching Chelsea. Um, I would then go Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, the rattlesnake. The rattlesnake. <laughs> A beer bash. He'd walk in and he'd walk in, you'd open the door and he'd say, oh, I brought some beers. And as he walked in, he'd just smash them all over the place, over the head. Jim Franco Zola just starts talking about his goals and then just start, then Steve just stunners him across the table and says, Stunner! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! <laughs> um, and as my third person, just to make it even a bit more lively, Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah, I love that. So, yeah, that's, that's a tough. I'm not sure I'd enjoy that with him. Uh, so yeah, that would be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't even know if you get the dinner. 
Okay, Matthew. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with my first pick would be Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, obviously, absolute legend, and I bet he's got some stories. Yeah. Um, about that time where he uh, cut the glove open to get a bit more time at high, wouldn't you? Just <laughs> right about that one. All right. Um, second up, I'm going to throw one right out of left field here. WG Grace. I like it. So he was. I like it. He doesn't he? He was an amateur cricketer before cricket was professional in like the 1880s, and he was like the first superstar of cricket, really. Legend has it that he was once bowled out in a match. He picked the bales up and put them back on the stumps and said to the umpire, they've come to watch me play, not you umpire, we play on. <laughs> My hero. So, yeah, uh, he was a bit of a portly man, big beard. So, yeah. a bit like, bit like <laughs> Darryl with got, a beard. Got a statue at... Um, related to Nigel Bread. Got a <laughs> statue at Lords. Um, yeah. And finally, I'll throw into throw in football where we know best, Pele. I like that one as It was well. between Pele and Maradona. I nice. couldn't quite decide, but I've gone for Pele. Between the sort of dinner you wanted yeah. to yeah. <laughs> Maradona will be bringing some proper shit house or anything. Nice. Spending a lot of time in the toilet. He, he wouldn't be eating, let's put it yeah. that way. Yes. Who's your, uh, yeah. Dal, who's your winner? Who's, who's the, what dinner party would you well, I'd, I'd like, I like to attend? I like all three, and before that, I'll quickly say the three I'd have. I'd have Bobby Moore, Martin Johnson, Owen Morgan, the three English World Cup winners. Just well, one's Irish, but. Yeah, but he won the World Cup for England. <laughs> the so, World Cup uh, captain. Just like for good, good discussion. Bobby Moore is one of the greats of the game, so I think that would be great as well to hear his stories. Um, my winner would be... Just quickly, what would you serve? What would you serve as dinner? Oh, yeah. Spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out there. Hands down, he thought about yeah. that. Spag bowl. Three World Cup winners come round your house <laughs> and you're serving slag bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a nice beef Wellington. Oh, yeah. You'd yeah. go steak, wouldn't you? Steak Diane. Yeah. All day. Yeah, really? Steak Diane. Oh, I don't know what Trick. I'd have. McDonald's. No, I don't know what I'd have. I'd probably... Um... Cheese on toast. <laughs> <laughs> Pints of wine and cheese on toast. Yeah. What, was you, what was it you said when we went for breakfast the other day? And oh, you said you didn't like that. Was it roast dinners? Oh yeah, I'm really not a fan of roast dinners. Yeah. What the hell? You you were ripping me earlier for dipping biscuits in coffee. Yeah. You don't eat a roast dinner. No, I, I'll eat one, but I just don't necessarily enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. dislike. I don't actually dislike veg and things. I'll eat it, but I would never pick it. You'll eat it, but you what, won't what enjoy it. It sounds like your missus' sex life. <laughs> what happens if your three? What happens if your three guests come round on a Sunday at like? Up to o'clock. Uh, what are you serving? Fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice. Uh, so my winner oh. would actually be. Um, it's tough because I like to go all go all of them, but I think I'd pick <laughs> Bruce. Oh, again! Just because we won't get to dinner and I get to eat all. <laughs> <laughs> but just seeing Stone Cold would be great. Tyson's just an absolute nutter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like your one, and I'm, I've always been a big fan of Jim Franco. Yeah, so. I'd like, like I say, I'd love to I'd love to hear his stories, Zola. Um, and apparently he's a really nice yeah. guy. Um, little little story that my dad told me when I was younger. Um, his mate, classic, uh, down, <laughs> down the pub, sitting there, and he's like, so "You won't believe this earlier. Go to this guy's house. Uh, get called to this guy's house. Quite a big house. Um, obviously, like a little Italian fella opens the door." And he's pretty much following me around, talking to me, and he's just got to go and like check some something to do with like the pipes or something like that. Blah blah blah. I was just talking to him the whole time, like offering him tea and all that. Blah blah blah. And he was like, right, okay. And obviously back then, still done by check. 
So he goes to give him, gives him the checkbook. Then he makes it out to him. It's Jim Franco zone. He was like, "You Jim Franco zone?" He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Right, that just signs it." Took the check down to the pub and showed me dad. My dad was like, "What?" Yeah. Like, obviously, big Chelsea fan. So just like, yeah, nice. So yeah, but apparently he's a really nice guy. And then Stone Cold's just Stone Cold. Yeah. And he'll stunner him. Yeah, Stone Cold's just stunnering everyone. Yeah, he'll stun cold you, you as well. Yeah, if you want to get that's for my steak medium rare. <laughs> stunner! Right, right should okay. we wrap this bad boy it. up? Yeah. Quickly do handles. Uh Sportsnet one, Instagram, Twitter, Sportsnet on Facebook. We've been on it quite a lot this week. Yeah. I believe quite a lot of stuff going on. Um yeah. That's it. Who's uh signing the sale? It's triggering it. Me. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's a great song science out, although it doesn't really suit the weather outside, but because um, mm. it's a bit of a summer tune. Think Sunny Faults. Think Sunny Faults, uh, let's dance to the Joy Division. Sort of what we done with Brewer. My mate was talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, fancy doing a bit of fantasy stuff." 
He's like, I'll just pick a, t- pick a team out of there. <laughs> Fuck off, dickhead. Bit of role play. This is all I'm recording. Imagine doing some fantasy stuff. <laughs> you dress as an orc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dressed as a wild wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll like, go I, find the I, ring. I picked the cards out the app, so it was a bit of a touch. They're quite a decent side. <laughs> I'll tell you what dreams are made of. I'll show you my fantasy. <laughs> Let me be your fantasy. Oh dear. There's my song for the day. Yeah.